We are here. It oh my is, god. It's like mind-blowing to me that this is even happening, but I it's a really big accomplishment. I'm really so proud of us and this entire season. Yeah, me too, man. I think wow. I know we were talking about it the other day um when we were trying to plan uh season 3 and all that stuff and I just remember to when we were originally planning season two, sitting at Phil's, watching, oh um, I think it was the championship game for Ohio State or whatever. Yes. We lost. Yes, um, it was. Wow. But yeah, we were sitting there and we were thinking about all the things that happened in season two. And we did not think that the last episode, this is where we would be. Hell and no. Nothing ever goes to plan. I so. wanted to have a party. I wanted to do like a big celebration. Um, but I guess we will do one soon when all of this craziness is over and we can go back into the outside world. Um, but I'm, I'm still happy to be here. We still have a lot of good things in store for you guys. Um, we're going to talk later about some favorite moments from this season and whatnot. Um, but I think it's important to call out a few things about season three, which will be around the corner before we even know it. Um, but like we said, this is the final episode of season two. We are going to be taking two months off and we're going to be back with season three in June. Um, official kickoff date, launch date, TBD. So more to come in our social channels. You can keep us keep up with us there. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We have an email. I really wish we had more love in our email, but you know, it's okay. It's keeping it together podcast at gmail.com. Um, hit us up. During the season, after the season, before the season, whenever we are there. And feel free to send in any ideas. We're still in the conception phase of season three. <laughs> and, it's, and it'll get there eventually. We'll get there. but Eventually, eventually. Eventually. Um, but a major shout out again to our incredible studio, Gotham Podcast Studios. We literally would not be a show without them at all. And to think we have now gone over... 70 episodes we've had two full seasons it's always amazing uh the work that you guys do thank you for putting up with us thank you for dealing with our bullshit um we couldn't yes. get together it's without been, you guys it's been a journey but let's not forget this journey started on may 16th of ah! 2018 that means may 16th of this year will be our two-year anniversary oh our little baby is like growing up and it makes me so happy oh my god it's almost a toddler i know i think it's in the last stage of an age bracket and then, i think so wow and then i think like three to five is another one. Oh my god that's gonna be a whole new age bracket we'll get in next year uh, <laughs> thank you to everybody who has stuck with us like not only would we not be a show without our studio but we would also not be a show without all of you yes. you guys are the reason we keep coming back we love our listeners we love our friends we love all of our guests the show has reached levels i would have never imagined two years ago when i first came to sabrina and said let's have a podcast because we can do some really cool things. Never would I have imagined 
ever getting up in front of people and doing a live show, um, literally running around New York city with flyers, putting them up places and, and just having so many people show up for that. Um, and also being a part of our lives. This season has been pretty emotional. Um, and I really feel like we've really delved more into who we are, not just like as hosts, but as friends, as people, as every aspect in life, man. Yeah, I mean, I've said it once, and I'll say it again, when I decided to do this podcast two years ago, my main (laughs) driving point was, I like talking, why not? I had no clue what I was getting myself into. None. Um, It was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be, but that happens with most things. Um, But it's been a pleasure to stick with it. I know, it's really given new light into who we are as people. I feel like it's been just another way to delve in some creativity and more importantly, create a space for people to come to people to talk about people to listen Mm -hmm. with everything and anything. I feel like there are so many people out there that I don't actually know. Um, listen to this, that no personal stuff about me. Yeah. Um, like in other countries and stuff like that. we see the statistics. We see we are a global show now, mainly because I have some friends overseas and then they've been sharing with their friends. So thank you to those people. Um, there's a lot of people who I don't know that definitely know a lot about me. Um, so I appreciate you all a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Um, before I get too much on a sappy note here, I think it's time to dive into this shit, this final episode. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be something we haven't done since season one. The sex episode is back, baby. Yeah. But wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes. We got one segment to roll out before we get into the good yeah. stuff. I know. I'm stuff. just so excited. Are you ready? I'm ready. What? what? Your, Your struggle. struggle. Damn, that was good. It was pretty close. It was pretty close. It was really good. I'm so proud of us. It took a few virtual recordings, but we made it. We got there. And I still never created a voiceover for the You're hoping for season three. (laughs) You're hoping to season three. (laughs) So many failed audio tracks. Actually, you know what? One of my struggles is I did actually really try and create the voiceover. Um, like earlier this week, I have never had my computer crash so many times in one setting. It was a struggle. Technology has not been my friend this week whatsoever. It's all overloaded. It's all overloaded. My computer (laughs) crashed seven times in one day. Jesus. I cracked my phone. Thankfully it was, there's a temper glass screen on it, but I think underneath is cracked. So that probably saved it from a really bad death. I shocked myself today. I was putting in um, the console thing you connect to your your TV so you can play your Nintendo Switch there. And I shocked myself. So my struggle this week has been any technological item I seem to have used harms me in some way. And I'm over it. I'm done. Oh, my goodness. My maybe it's not just technology, just my luck. It's been a very klutzy week, so to speak. Yeah, I've been very clumsy, very like clumsy Alyssa happening where I do a lot of stupid shit that I don't understand. I have bruises in places from falling down in my own apartment. Like, I'm over it. <laughs> it's been a yeah. week. 
My mind is done with it. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, my struggle. Um, actually, yeah. Okay, my my struggle did happen today. So I decided to care for once what I looked like during this quarantine. I don't know. I was feeling it today. I was like, let's take a shower. Like, let's throw some eyebrows on. Like, let's scrunch our hair a little bit. You know, I I, I get it. I've been I've been doing a lot of uh, TikTok lately, and I noticed that there's a eyeliner hack for hooded eyelids, and I noticed. My eyelids are like what is a hooded eyelid? Hold on. So it's so a hooded oh, eyelid is where you have like that top skin on the eyelid and it like folds over, if that makes sense. Oh man, I wish I could I wish you were right in front of me because then I could actually like show you, like, hey, this is what I'm talking about. Uh but okay. basically with, with with the hooded eyelid, when you try and do regular eyeliner, the the top of the eyelid kind of like folds over the eyeliner space and does look right when the eyes are closed. So there's like a little hack for you to do so that when your eyes, I mean, I didn't mean to say eyes closed, eyes open. So when your eyes are open, the eyeliner looks cool, you know, on the corner of your eye, it, lo- it looks professional. So mm-hmm. I tried to do it before this and I fucked up really bad. Um, one of my eyes is just uh, covered in eyeliner Oh my god! Thick. Um, I did not have time to take it off before recording the podcast because oh, please take a picture of yourself. Um, I'm sitting here recording, and I have one eye on (laughs) its eyeliners all over the place, and I'm so glad to be sitting in the comfort of my own home. Wow, good thing we're not doing like a video recording, and this is only audio. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but yes, that is my struggle today. That's a struggle, man. I have I commend you for even putting on makeup. I haven't worn makeup other than like doing my eyebrows in almost two months now. So major props to you for trying because it uh, probably would have been a better attempt than me. I made, I made an effort. I made an effort. I really, honestly, I think there was a period of like, Two weeks straight that I didn't put anything on. No eyebrows, no powder. Wow, no that's um, your skin. Your skin's going to be great. Um, Actually, it was not. Um, Believe it or not. What? Well, actually, okay. So I think my skin got worse because, uh, you know, this quarantine is just a low key. It's a stressor. It's yeah. a stressor through and through. Um, and so I had a little bit of breakout. Um, I also get something called uh, seborrheic dermatitis. I had a really bad case of it when I was younger. But it's basically mm-hmm. redness um, or dry skin around your nose um, and on, like, the top of your mouth area. Um, mm-hmm. That started to uh, act up. And I mean... I love, I love my grandfather, but that, that man gave me some eczema stuff going on, eczema, whatever, um, (laughs) that that is a struggle to deal with, um, but yeah, surprisingly, when I haven't been wearing makeup, I've been noticing that my skin is not the best, so I don't know, I mean, I was using Mm -hmm. Neutrogena makeup a lot, um, I use Neutrogena Healthy Skin, um, because I, I do have oilier skin, which, 
is all through is hard to deal with with my skin because it's oily, but I get dry skin. It's confusing and it's tough. It's combination no, skin, like baby. It gets like that too. <laughs> super oily and then all of a sudden like randomly dry and I'm like, what is wrong with my face and why does it hurt? Yeah, so I would use uh, Neutrogena Healthy Skin because, uh, you know, Neutrogena is a good brand in general um, and it would just be like a powder foundation and it would help mm-hmm. out with oil and just help even skin tone. Wow. So to try that because I've had that those moments during quarantine, but now I think my face is at the point where it's like I don't have like clogged pores anymore, so I can't like do anything. So mm-hmm. it's starting to get better, but mm-hmm. I'm out here trying to up my skincare game. I spent a lot of money this week on skincare products, and I'm really Wonderful. I got a serum. <laughs> I've never used serum in my life. Nor do I still really fully understand what it does, but anybody who uses it has glowing skin. So I'm trying it now. I have a toner. Oh, I know. I know. Moisturizer. I have um, some new eye masks. I'm going on a whole new level. I'm going to come out of quarantine with great skin. That is my one thing that I want is really, really glowing skin. I like it. I like it. Before I talk too much about my skincare routine, I want to talk about what we want to talk about. Man, I think when we were originally planning this to bring the episode back, never in a million years, again, would we think we'd be doing a virtual edition of a sex episode or let alone an episode and even a virtual edition of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Quarantine has really kind of limited a lot of things revolving around sex and a lot of physical contact with people. And there's been a lot of interesting things I've seen like on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. And quarantine has like really shown how people can handle themselves when it comes to both emotions and sex. And now we're kind of focusing a lot on this. Like, for example, my friend was on Tinder back home and a couple guys were asking her to come over. And they were like, oh, if you come over to my house, it's fine because we're still practicing social distancing and whatnot. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I know. I think literally people are going insane and I don't understand it when all in all, one of them came right, came right out to her and said like, Oh, I was just bored. Um, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? That's why you're starting to go on Tinder and all of these other dating apps and people to come over when there's a quarantine going on. I mean, People are bored, and then I feel like also, too, they're like, well, the world might be ending. I don't know when's the next time this opportunity is going to, you know, arise for me. Yeah. So I'm going to take advantage of it now. I understand your friend's predicament wholeheartedly. I had the other end of the spectrum. Okay, so this is actually really funny. Um, I can't say their names because I don't know if they'll actually listen to this. Um, I hope they don't. Um, But... When I was coming home and I, you know, I'm coming home to hide away, to get away from all the buyer stuff. This is back in March. And I put on my Snapchat. Oh, yeah, like I'm coming home. Stay safe. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I had two people, two people from my hometown. They're like, hey, girl, come oh. on over. Oh, my like God. Somebody, like somebody literally stopped me back and they were like. Oh my God, have your dad drop you off at my house. I'm like, first of all, dude, it is two o'clock in the morning. My dad is with me. Why in the world would my father do that? Why would I even want my dad to know that that I'm about to? It was just so 
And I was like, what? Uh, but I mean, I get it because my mind frame was also in that right before the quarantine really was put down in place where I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm not going to have the opportunity for a very long time to a lot jump of on this. Oh, and I, I don't understand why. Because it's like, um, you can't, like, I don't know. My whole two senses, and it makes me even think about that show, Too Hot to Handle, because they're going through a similar situation. That show goes through a similar situation where they're being told, like, you can't have sex, you can't pleasure yourself, you can't have, like, physical contact with somebody else. Right? Yeah. Nobody likes being told what to do. I think No. I think a lot of this, talking through it now, is people are frustrated with somebody telling them they can't do something that brings them a form of pleasure during all of this, when right now there's so many other restrictions on things. Oh, yeah. Now they're trying to put a restriction on something else. I mean, hell, New York State even putting guidelines. They put, like, a whole set of guidelines, like, we understand y'all don't want to do this, and if you're going to do this, here's how you can do it while practicing social distancing. Oh, and here's all the shit that can make you sick, sick um, with coronavirus if you do x y and z on these guidelines it's insane that they're even doing this to begin with oh yeah oh yeah but i mean that's what you got to do because one people don't like being told what to do no two you know when this first started um you know the government kept changing like oh we're gonna shut down for two weeks ah just kidding we're gonna go for a month actually it's gonna be a full six weeks like they kept adding time on Mm -hmm. So when you keep telling people like, oh yeah, it's going to be even longer until you can do this again, it like makes it so much more unbearable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, one of the real big things being tested right now are people's love languages, especially those whose love language is physical touch. You know, a lot of quality time. Well, even I, I think what the other four love languages, like quality time, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation, a lot of those can be a little bit more flexible in what you can do with it in a situation. Yeah. Like quality time could be FaceTiming your partner and just being on the phone together for like two or three hours, you know, like it's not the same, yeah. but yeah, you, can still, you can still find a version of it. It may not be that full version. That can like maybe somewhat fulfill it, but with physical touch, it's like completely forbidden. I mean, like one of my personal lang- personal love languages, um, in a very platonic way, is physical touch. Like I love, I'm a hugger. I love to hug my friends. I love to hug my family. That's something you know you can't do. And so yeah. now people are having to get really creative and like redefining them, so to speak. I mean, how how are people? I mean, okay, so you're saying redefine them. So now are people redefining, like, physical touch? They're, they have to find it in other ways. You know, mm-hmm. sex can still be possible without the physicality of it. I think there's a lot of people who think in that one-track mind, like, oh, sex has to be physical only. There is still something to do by communicating with your partner. And now... Yeah quarantine is really testing everybody's ability to communicate with somebody and especially communicate with your partner. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of the things that people are trying to redefine with physical touch are different ways to have sex with their partner, whether that is via the phone, um, video chat pictures, whatever it may be, whatever their, their pleasure may be. Um, I think the thing that people are really testing is how to verbalize a lot of your wants and needs with your partner. A lot of times there's that like comfort zone of being 
so vulnerable with your partner, you don't really have to verbalize what you want. You can just show them. Mm -hmm. Now people are really having to put things into words of this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Yeah. Which I mean, can definitely be a challenge within itself because I feel like there are a lot of people out there who suffer from being able to verbalize um, what exactly they want done. I mean, you know, how do, how do I word this properly? I mean, okay. So talking about sex, I feel like has been huge taboo up until maybe like 2000s, 2010, 2010s. I would say like 2010s because even before then people put this really like nasty ideal and image with sex that you get in mm-hmm. down dirty. It's, um, you know, people who party do it all the time. Like there's just like a really bad stigma about it. Like, Oh, you can't talk about that. Like, Oh, you can't be open about any of this. Um, when everybody's doing it, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Everybody is doing it. And then it's like, you can do it, but you can't talk about it. Like that doesn't help me. What if something goes wrong and I need to talk about it with my girlfriends? Yeah, exactly. 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 So, um, you know, this, this presents a new challenge for people. Like, are you able to overcome this barrier? Which it could be easier because you're not actually there with the person. So maybe you might feel a little bit less self-conscious. You don't know, depending on what form um, you're using. If it's phone, they can't actually see you. If it's video chat that might be a little bit different um but yeah being able to overcome this challenge of verbalize it i don't know this this is something that i i personally struggle with it like i'm one of those people i can talk big game over text on Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that but then like when when i get there i'm like twiddling my thumbs and like i don't know um I, I do. Oh, okay. I, I shouldn't say that. I know what I'm doing. First of all, you know what you're doing. doing. Um, but I just don't know how to verbalize it. Um, I think it gives the opportunity somebody to get over their fear, whether they want to or not. It, it's totally okay if you don't want to. But now there is an opportunity if you've always wanted to test that limit, if you wanted to get over that fear of really verbalizing your wants and needs. Now is kind of the perfect time to do it because there's going to be a lot of other people in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Which um, um, this could actually be a way of um, self-discovery. Um, yeah. Throughout this, because I mean, if you're doing if you're doing stuff over the electronic <laughs> waves, um, you know, you're doing it to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's important I mean, to know your body. <laughs> it's important to be comfortable with who you are on the mm-hmm. inside and on the outside. So. Um, yeah, you know, you're you're finding out what you like. Uh, you're also you could be finding out what your partner likes. Um, you could you could also be exploring a new yeah. wave of pleasure. I mean, if you're on the phone, you have to be very descriptive with your talks, and you might actually find that maybe you do like when your partner talks like this, or maybe you don't like mm-hmm. it when they say that. Um, and then you know if you're doing it over web chat with video chat, um you know, you may find things that your partner does that you might like, or you do things that they might yeah. like. And I don't know, this, this could open a lot of doors. Yeah. For your, yep. For, for your relationship. But I think 
you know, you said it before, Alyssa, I think the most important thing here is you gotta, you, you gotta be able to communicate exactly how you want to go about this. Um, yeah. You know, because you might want to do it, but your partner might not want to do it. Um, you or know. even vice versa. Like maybe yes. you want to just express it and you don't know. Um, okay. it, this time has created, I think, a really good opportunity for people to really try to verbalize their needs, try to verbalize their wants, but feel safe doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think a lot of people can take comfort in that. I was talking to one of my friends the other day and her and her partner were finally able to talk about some of the things they didn't like when in their physical relationship, like they had that moment where they were able to actually understand what they don't like. Because when you're with somebody and you are getting intimate with them, it can be frustrating to say like, Hey, I don't like this. And Mm -hmm. the fear of like them freaking out or being weird or whatever. So it's also giving this um, space for people to really talk about what they don't like, because it is important to know what you like, but you also have to know what you don't like, because that can go South real quickly. If you don't like something and your partner does, and you don't have that conversation. Exactly. It's all about being comfortable. And yes, that's something to note here too. Like all of this can work if you're comfortable with it. Uh Okay. To not be comfortable with it. And it's also okay not to have sex during this time period. Like there's a ton of research coming out right now. I actually read one, um, an article on Healthline. There's a writer who I follow and she's just very articulate and just very, um, she's great about creating a space for people to talk about sex and whether they like it, they don't like it, whatever. There's research saying how libido can actually decrease with decreased human contact. So the less that you're around people, the less likely you are to want to get intimate with somebody. And now there's this whole new conversation around this because it's affecting a lot of people where they feel kind of lost with everything all because they're not having that human contact that they need. Um, and a lot of the research is saying like how very small forms of human contact can help us just literally being in the same room as somebody else, having their pheromones around you. Those little things can attribute to us having an actual libido. Mm-hmm. And now people are struggling because their libido is decreased and their overall moods are decreased with it too. That makes sense. I mean, you, you mentioned it cause the pheromones, I don't know. I'm sitting here, I'm taking all that in. Um, but I mean, from personal experience, I could see that uh, because the longer I'm not around people, the actual grosser I get as a human because I'm not doing anything with myself. So if I go into the mirror and I see that my eyebrows are like going every which way, all my roots are growing in, um, I'm still in the same sweatpants from two days ago. Like, of course, I don't want to have sex with anybody. I look like a freaking gremlin homeless person. Like, <laughs> I don't want anybody to see me. I don't want anybody to touch me. I'm disgusting. It's, it's so a real thing that happens, though. When your libido go down, when people's libidos go down, um, there's a lot of other factors that go down with it. Like your, for example, appearance, you lose that desire to want to look a certain way. Not that you have to look a certain way for anybody. It should always be for yourself. It should always be for yourself. Mm-hmm. But there's this like loss of attraction there. Yeah. And that's what a lot of this is saying. Like it's okay for all of this to happen and it's normal because you're not around other people. And you don't really realize how much you need human contact until it's completely taken away from you. It can affect anything. 
even outside of sex, it can affect things. It affects my desire right now to even want to talk to people. Like I have no desire to like talk to people right now. And it's, it's Oh, I've been struggling with the same thing. I got, I got really ambitious. I was like, you know what? I go on hinge. I'm going to try and maybe see like who I can match with. Like maybe if I start talking to somebody now, then like, I'll be able to see them when this is over. And like, True. You know, all the, all the communication down and there will already be like some sort of connection there when we finally meet each other. And I was feeling hopeful. And then I shot too far and I matched with too many people and they're like trying to talk to me. And I'm like, this is too much. I can't handle this. I'm sorry. And then I disappeared for, for like days. And um, then I come back a week later to answer the how are you question. Um, a week ago, it, it happened to both me and my boyfriend. We, we've been trying to be really good at talking to each other every day on the phone, like actual having verbal communication. Mm-hmm. Week goes after work. He texted me and he was like, I want to make sure we have our phone call, but I don't want to talk on it. And I was like, okay. And we literally were on FaceTime, just not talking to each other. It was just that moment in the day where we were like, we can't speak to any more people. We need to just like not do that. But honestly, it really helped. It was really nice to like kind of feel like you were still around somebody, and but you well, didn't have to actually talk to them. How are you two just sitting there staring? At, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure. No, out I was playing. Like I was playing Animal Crossing. He was playing guitar. Um, and it was just nice. It was very peaceful. It just kind of felt like we were with each other, but we weren't with each other. Um, and I think that really kind of helped us a lot because that's been something that is really tough for those that do have partners. Um, the stay at home order, if you already don't live with them, it makes it really difficult to try and find time for each other because now you're just, you can't see the person the same amount of time as you would like to. Like I'm used to getting together with my partner um, at least three times a week. We usually get together twice during the work week and then once, um, during the weekend. And now it's like very, very limited to, I'm lucky if I get to see him once a week, maybe. Damn, at least you got a significant other to see. I know. (laughs) I get that, that. but it is difficult because it challenges the relationship a lot. I, I think, you know, it is important to talk about physical connections, but it's also really important to talk about emotional connections right now. Because all sorts of things can happen. But something, though, that can happen, we haven't touched yet, is how they can be sped up during this time. Oh, yeah. Especially for those, like I mentioned, who are quarantining with their partner. Yes. Um, The one funny thing, though, I want to say for it before I get too much into it. I saw a TikTok video. It was in five series of this guy who is in a relationship now with a girl all because of his drone. So he was doing a he's a photographer and he was doing a project of photographing people on their roofs in Brooklyn. And he photographed this girl and he saw her dancing and just doing something. And he thought she was cute. So he got his drone. He put his number on it and flew the drone over to the rooftop to the girl to give him her number or his number. She texts him. They then have a virtual date over FaceTime. Like he got her roommate in on it where he sent over food. He sent over a table and chair. So they had dinner on the rooftop together. Oh, it's this whole thing. And then it was her birthday. And so he wanted to do some grand gesture. So he got in some hamster ball with flowers 
and came to her apartment and they went walking in the street together while he was in a hamster wheel. Like one of those like clear plastic bubbles. Oh, it's cute. It was so cute. Oh my goodness. Not Not Man. There are some good guys still out there. There are wonderful. Some good ones. Um, but, but I want to go back on a lot of this, those who are quarantining with their partners. I think it's something really important to talk about because uh, we see it all the time on reality shows, dating shows. You are trapped with some, not trapped with someone. You're spending all day, every day yeah, together. And you're talking with them all the time. And I mean, right now, um, you know, because I've, I've seen a couple of people do this. Uh, they decided that they were going to quarantine with somebody who they like just started dating like a month ago or like two yeah. weeks ago. Like it's a very new relationship. And so they decide to quarantine with them. And, you know, a big concern with that, which I mean, we've, we've seen play out on reality show after reality show, is that when you're spending that much time with somebody, you know, you're spending hours on end, you're talking, you're getting to know each other. So you are potentially having like, what could easily be like five dates in like one day because of how yeah. much you're talking with somebody. Yeah. So you're actually speeding up that gets to know the person part of the relationship, which yeah, you know, isn't, phase speeds up. Mm-hmm, everything isn't, isn't a terrible thing. No, you, you do have to be careful. Um, you do ha- need to take yourself outside of it for a second. You need to be, you need to ask yourself, okay, do I really like this person or is it just the circumstances? Because I mean, people, people do this all the time, even outside of quarantine, they Mm -hmm. need somebody, they are absolutely crazy about them. So they spend hours upon hours with them. Uh, Usually you see this um, with people who may be in college um, or they're younger because they have Mm -hmm. this free time because they don't work or anything like that. But, um, you know, they spend all this free time with this person um, and they end up getting crazy about them. And they're saying, I love you after only like two weeks of dating this person and you start making like these big plans of the future after only like a month of knowing each other and deciding on some very big things with somebody who you didn't even know existed, you know, three months ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to shit on anybody who could be in this situation right now. Like if you got no. to pull up with somebody, you it's have to quarantine with a significant other Go you. I am freaking jealous. It has been a very long time at my yeah. house. Um, I, think I think the point to hit on is don't confuse good sex with love. Make sure yes. there is that emotion there with it. Like just because you're having really good sex with somebody doesn't mean that you're necessarily like in love with them. Holy crap. And now that's something that people need to take in even not in this quarantine uh just because it's good sex does not mean that it is that it would be a good relationship and i'm repeating that again for myself because (laughs) i am stupid and i do this listen it's not the shame it's not to shame good sex it is an awesome thing if you could find somebody to just to just do that with especially if you're single um, it's a lot of fun. It's a good way to explore yourself and it's a great opportunity to have when you're single. It's not to shame that at all. Cause we have no. so many episodes where we talk about being open with your sexuality because that's super, super important too. Mm-hmm. This is really trying to hit on, I, I've seen it, um, with some other people where 
they can really confuse the physical connection with the emotional connection. And now because things are kind of hyper-focused, mm-hmm. our brain can really change how we're making decisions. It can change the way we look at something and it can make us do something that in, so to speak, normal circumstances, we wouldn't necessarily do. A lot of people's kind of like ration rational decision-making can be taken out. Like I know for myself, I can get really wrapped up in something, get super anxious about it when in a normal circumstance, I wouldn't. Um, but because we're in a literal pandemic, mm-hmm. everything goes out the window. All rational oh. is gone. And it's important, it's important to recognize that with all of this. And yes. To make sure that whatever you're doing it, you're doing it because you want to do it, mm-hmm. and it's not because of the circumstances, not because of what's going on. Yes. So not only do you need to be smart about that, but I would also say that you also need to be smart in the other sense of, hey, use protection, y'all. Um, I shouldn't yeah. have to say it. Uh, but I just want to say it, uh, because I am in a huge fear that there's going to be a baby boom in like nine months from now. There's so many studies out there that we should expect this to happen for a lot of people to have kids. Like I'm nervous. There's probably going to be a baby boom. Let's see between, um, like December. I feel like, yeah, December is nine months from March between like December and March. Yeah. No, I, w- I would say between December and March, depending oh, on how, depending true, on how it's getting out of quarantine. True. Because everybody in America is on different pages, it seems this like. Is, this is true. Um, I feel like there's a range. Because remember, the actual baby boomers, they had a range after the war. They yeah. had a large range for their generation. Like, it went from the age of my grandparents to almost my parents. Like, that's a large mm-hmm. range of generation. But, um. Yeah, yeah it's so- not only be careful uh, because that, but then also too, again, if you are somebody who's holding up with somebody who you did not know existed three months ago, you're still learning about each other. You don't know and 10% of their past. You're somebody you to protect yourself. It's important to mention that if you don't want to be a mom, there are people right now I know who are quarantining with their husbands and what, and you know, significant others who do want children. Um, so y'all do you and enjoy. Uh, yes. And dive into all that but this is strictly for those who don't want to be a parent yes actually wants to be a parent right now this is the perfect time to try having a kid because you literally have all the hours in the day you have all the hours um it's i think use protection because it's it's super super important to be protected with all this we are very big advocates of people exploring their sexualities and exploring new areas of yourself. But it's also important to know we are advocates of safe sex. Like that's something you shouldn't take for granted in this time period at all whatsoever. Um, It's important to stay safe if you are quarantining with a partner and they're a new partner because your ability to go and get tested now is going to be limited because no one should really be going anywhere during this time, especially going to a hospital right now because things are really rough there there's a lot of shit going on and it's just an area you don't want to expose yourself to at this time so stay safe stay Mm -hmm. safe healthy now if you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're like me you do not have a significant other that you can hold up with and you don't have anybody on the outside 
<laughs> All right. I got some statistics for you. Oh, um, man. Here we go. I thought I thought this was interesting uh, because, you know, look, you really you should not be leaving your house to go have sex. I know these are desperate times. These are hard times. Note the pun. Um, oh, my God. I cannot with you. Don't do it. Don't leave the house. No booty call is technically an emergency. You don't need coronavirus right now. You don't need to deal with all that crap. Stay home. Watch some porn. Um, because <laughs> you said that so casually. So casually. Um, no, I I, 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 I found some of these statistics really today. When you um, put on the outline, I laughed. I laughed so hard. <laughs> so apparently, um, at the beginning of the quarantine, Pornhub put premium for free. And I don't know if it's still free. It might be. I don't know. I'm not a Pornhub premium member. Don't come at me. Um, but there was, a huge, there was a huge spike um, at the beginning of the quarantine. Uh, more than likely due to Pornhub premium being free. So you can access those 40-minute videos right now instead of them being five oh my minutes God. long. I don't know from experience. What are you talking uh, about? Um so yeah, so well, let me let me pull up my lovely graphs here. Um, you got graphs, girl. I got I got graphs. Uh, actually, from the Pornhub website. I'm not looking at porn right now. Don't judge me. This is PornhubInsights.com. Leave me alone. Uh, this was posted April 14th. Uh, they gave an update. So they had worldwide traffic changes. So for some reason. Uh, uh, around March 23rd, March 25th, uh, there was the largest spike of 24.4% um, higher than the average for worldwide traffic. So for some odd reason, 20, 25th of March, there were a lot of 40 people in the world. Um, yes. I mean, sad to say that was like a time when a lot of the stay-at-home orders like went into effect. True. Um, it's dropped to 9.8% above the average for worldwide, um, as of April 12th. So I don't know what the drop is. Maybe could be what you were talking about earlier, Alyssa, the lower libido. Cause I mean, if you're looking at Europe around the time of that huge Libby, spike yeah. at the end of March, uh, there was an 18%, uh, over the average. Um, and then now they're down to 3.7%. The United States. All right. I don't they, know. they killed it. Uh, 25th of March, they were at a whopping 41.5% over <laughs> the average. <laughs> Jesus. So like over, so like all, almost 50% over the average. Um, and then 12th of April was 14.1% over the average. So still kind of high. Um, I'm not surprised that the Americans are a little bit, uh, 40. Now, <laughs> Here's what's really funny. Uh, Coronavirus-related searches. So, fun fact. um, More than 1,000 coronavirus-themed videos have been uploaded to Pornhub. Oh, my God! Being viewed over 1 million times. And um, everybody has their people, If people are exploring and they like it and they are trying to learn more about their sexuality by all means you go do you boo boo that's always my phrase you do you <laughs> exactly guys so i mean it sounds like pornhub has a lot to offer 
uh, right now. Pornhub, uh, sponsor us. Uh, just kidding. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, my parents have been on this podcast. They cannot sponsor us. Um, <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Anyways, my mom listens. I hope she's not listening right now. Says Christ, Robin. I am sorry if you hear any of this. Um, <laughs> well, before we get. I don't even know where we're going to go. We have two final segments for you guys um, as we're in the final minutes here of this session. In every single sex episode we've done, we've always done this segment. It's always fun. It's always weird. It's always funny. It's would you rather, but it's the quarantine edition. Quarantine. We, we, we got, we got a couple, so we can, we can talk about them a a little bit, but Alyssa, I want to ask you this. Uh, I know. Um, (laughs) Alyssa, would you rather have your partner stay with you? only be able to have average very average sex for five minutes or not have your partner stay with you and only be able to see them once throughout the entire quarantine Mm -hmm. but you could have one hour of mind blowing no sex nope no 100 no to the second option um i'm already struggling not seeing my partner um it's a lot and i'm you know i'm doing very doing my best with dealing with it and trying to find ways to still be in tune with him. Um, so hundred percent, the first option, hundred percent. I, again, one of my love languages is that human contact kind of like physical touch and being around somebody. And that's important for me to grow any sort of relationship with them. It's really important for me to be in the same presence as them. So hundred percent, the first option. I had a feeling you were going to say that. (laughs) Um, for me, for this question, well, I don't have a, an official partner. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'm thinking of, I, uh, if you did know, are if coming right now. If I if I actually had a romantic partner right now, I would say option A. What but, you said the same one. But right now I'm thinking of potential hookup partners that I've had. Um eh. Honestly, I would go with partner. Uh, I would I would go with option A because I'm sorry, fellas, for some of you, if you're listening to this. No, you know what? I'm not sorry. You gave me some average time, so I'm not looking for more average. Um, <laughs> I would go with one hour. All right. There you go. These these, there these you are go. trying times, and I am not tied to anybody. So I'm gonna say B. I'm gonna say B. <laughs> there you go. Listen, you do you. I gotta do you. You got to do you. Okay. The next one. Would you rather crash with your celebrity crush, um, but only be able to hook up with them once or crash with your first crush? Well, see, wow. okay. First, first crush. I, I'm like, I don't like this one. What? You don't like this one? I, my first crush is no, that's a hard no. That I know, um, well, okay. Even even your first crush, your first crush doesn't look good now, does he? They just have like a trash personality, so that's a hard no. <laughs> no, um, um, and I also don't really have a celebrity crush. Like I'm really trying to sit here and think, like, oh my god, is there a celeb I really like right now? No, there's really not. So like, neither option applies to me. Do you, do you have a celebrity crush that you crushed on before? It could be a crush that you had before. I don't know, man. This is a hard one. I'm gonna have to think about Are it. Are you back. kidding me? If you had the opportunity to crash with Flume, oh, I love crash with him. No, I would. I would. I would. <laughs> Who are you? I love um, my. Peter. 
I still, I'm just making sure that's well known. I love my partner. I, I'm thinking of um, my first crush. Um, he looked good when we were six, um, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about what he looks like now. And I think we're friends on Facebook, and I don't, I don't think so because I have like some really good um, celebrity crushes. And I mean, okay, I can, I can restrain myself. Might have to put myself in a zip jacket, but I could restrain myself. Um, and I would, I would, I would go with A. Um, with, with who? With, with who? Okay. So like, I have a couple of different celebrity, uh, who, who I'd be with. So you got to say who you'd be with girl. Who, who would I be with? Um, oh God. Oh God. Ah! Okay. The only reason why I can't think of one is because there's a lot of faces. Problems oh, me. What? I said, see, you can't think of one. <sighs> nah, okay. I would... But only because this keeps this video keeps popping up on my, like, on my TikTok, and I don't know why. Um, but I would... I wouldn't mind Nick Jonas. I know Homeboy's married, but in an alternative <laughs> reality. Oh in an alternative God. reality where the man is not married to someone who is 50 times more attractive than I am. Um... I would, I would say, I would say Nick Jonas. He'd be cool. Um, okay, Alyssa. There you go. <laughs> um, man. All right. Well, before we are officially out of time, we have a few minutes left. Um, I was trying to think. We were trying to think earlier about how to do our final segment. How do you keep it together in the final episode of season two? Um, so we thought it'd be really cool to share a lot of our favorite memories from the season because how I keep it together, honestly, is by doing this podcast. Um, this podcast, it, it means so much to me because it allows me to truly be myself. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's a lot of cool things that have happened in two seasons of this. Um, I think the first thing to talk about, it was, it's honestly my favorite episode to date is when we brought on Misty Mountains. Yes. She was, was phenomenal. Just I, my favorite guest by far. I listened to her song, I'm That Bitch, way too much. It's such a great song. Like, when I just want to feel good about myself, like, I want to feel confident, I put that on. Uh, it was just one of my favorite episodes, and she really taught me a lot of things about just being more confident in myself um, in a lot of different aspects. It was just a really cool episode. No, I mean, I'm in agreement with you on that one. Um, I... You know, when we first started this podcast, I had no idea where it was going to go, but nope. I was really test that I never thought that we would be, you know, like interviewing a drag queen or interviewing half the people that we and she's had the chance pretty, to interview. She's a pretty big drag queen in the New York, yeah. New York scene. Like she's somebody who I literally approached her at a brunch and I was like, I've seen you at five other restaurants, like absolutely crushing it. Like, will you come on the show? And I was like doing it like half drunk on mimosa. <laughs> I don't know how I got her on, but I am forever grateful to her. Just such a good episode. So if you want to listen to something while we're in a break, you should listen to that and everything else we talk about too. Shameless plug. Yes. I think, I think honestly, we, we should consider her like our first celebrity kind of guest. Yeah. Cause I mean, she, she is a big name. I was so. like, definitely starstruck in the first half of that recording. Oh, I know. Like, you could see me, and I was like, uh, uh. It was just because, like, it's somebody who you look up to and just somebody who you admire as you 
you know, I, I take it on differently, like, especially somebody who I really, really admire, um, a lot. It's not like celeb stargaze, star crush, whatever you call it. Words are hard right now. Um, people we never thought we'd get on the podcast. Scott oh came my on God. the podcast. Never. I can't believe it. Yeah, never for those of you who have been around in the beginning, life. for those of you that have been around since the beginning, you guys always would hear Alyssa say, oh, he's he's not coming on. He's not coming on. Yeah, coming I was on. very like, no, I, I don't want to bring him on yet. Like, I can't do that. Because we, so like, it's weird. Like, our podcast journey has been literally the same length of my relationship with him so far. Um, Like, we thought about the podcast on what Scott and I call our anniversary on Cinco de Mayo. Like, that's when we met. And that's when Sabrina and I had told him, I remember when we first met him, we were like, yeah, we're going to start a podcast. Um, So it was a really big deal for me to bring somebody on to something because it was not, it's, you know, you are one version when you're in a relationship, but this podcast has really allowed me to be my true self. So bringing him on the show was like me showing all of my cards, like every single one of them, like all my walls were down. Um, and it was a great, a great episode that I think brought us a lot closer, but it was just something so wild. I never thought I would ever do. My goodness, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was emotional. Good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I was very excited to be able to bring on my friend Nikki and have her oh, talk about her yes. being a mom. Yes, and yes. It has been a journey. Uh, we were actually on Facetime with her the other night. Yeah, she's her, a- her baby, and it's it's been so cute to watch that baby grow up. And I think when did we interview Nikki? That was, I mean, was it was season in, two. It was season two. I believe it was two point two. It was pretty early on in the season. Yeah, he was one of the first guests of season two. And I mean, even since that episode, uh, that little boy, he's grown up so much. Oh, he's the cutest. He oh is- my gosh! But even just to get um, that different perspective, because I know I've yeah. always been wondering about what's motherhood like. Um, yeah. and, and so it's important to have that conversation in our show too and she just she's such a giving person um and just such a good human deep at heart so it was really cool to hear about her journey wait a minute wait a minute why isn't this on the outline isn't this was definitely this had to be season two this was season two when my mom and her friends came on or that was when your mom and her friends came on oh yes okay the timelines are melding together guys i'm sorry i've been stuck inside for too long uh but yeah my mom and her friends came on that so was that, a good one that that was a good one because oh God. for some odd reason nobody remembers what the other women said but everybody remembers that my mom said to put lotion on your neck because you yes. can never get a new neck but you can get a neck ladies you gotta do it so I oh my god! And let's not forget that I had to host an episode on my own. Yes, you did. Because Alyssa got the flu. Uh, I mean, I had coronavirus during that time. (laughs) Highly convinced. But yeah, man, you did an episode by yourself. That's a huge step. Yes, and I mean, yes, that that was fun. And then um, I think it's always fun. We brought on now like what we call regulars. Like I never thought we would have regular guests. I love it. Number one is Kristen. I think uh, everybody loves her episodes. Because Kristen's been on 
let's see, she was on a phone call episode in season one, then an actual episode. She was, she on, was a on a live episode. And, I and then she was also in an episode in season two. Yes, episode season two. Yes. Okay, so she's four. Aubrey's now been on um, at yes. least twice. Um, and yes, was I our mean, opener and our, um, our MC at the, the live show. Yes, and she she played host one time. That one time she I wasn't there. Play she played yes. host in place so of you. She filled and a spot for me. It just warms my heart. It just yes. warms my heart so much. And really Kelsey. I know Kelsey is such an integral part of the show and has given us so many creative ideas and I mean, has been along the the whole back the back end of things for as long as we've had this show. Yes. Yes. And don't worry guys. So I know I know we promised a conspiracy theories part two. Oh yes. A season never happened, but of course I'm invited in season three, baby. Yeah, season three, there's always a chance. I know. Like I said at the beginning, nothing ever goes to plan. No, <laughs> so it doesn't and it doesn't. Well, we are literally over time. Overtime. Sorry, y'all. Cut myself off, but guys, it has been a pleasure with each and every one of you for the season. Sabrina and I can't thank you enough for supporting us and letting us uh, live out this project. It's a dream of mine to even have. So, just so much love and thanks to every single one of you. We really couldn't do this show without you. So, thank you for always tuning in with us. Thank you for listening to us, and thank you for keeping it together. Thank you for keeping it together with us this week. Once again, guys, my name is Alyssa. And I'm Sabrina. And thanks again for tuning in to Keeping It Together. And we'll see you back in two months for season three. Season three.